This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, you're listening to The Property Show on the Morning Run and I'm Sim Wee Boot. Earlier this year, the National Property Information Centre, better known as NAPIC, expected the property sector to witness a soft upturn in the second half of 2021, with recovery mainly dependent on the economic and financial outlook of Malaysia. One of the main factors determining this growth trajectory of the economy is the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, but with cases still stubbornly high at the 5 to 6k mark, and even though the government has announced the National Recovery Plan, how how will the second half of 2021 now look like for the property sector? Well, joining us today to talk about how the property sector went through for the first half of 2021 and also to give us his outlook for the remaining of the year is Siva Shankar, Chief Executive Officer of Rahim & Co's Real Estate Agency. Good morning, Siva, and welcome to the show. Let's start off with the most recent announcement, the Pamule package that was announced earlier this week. 150 billion ringgit, the biggest since our first package that was launched last year when we went into this COVID-19 pandemic. What are your general thoughts about it? Any highlights that you'd like to bring up? I think some of the highlights, uh, I'm not really sure uh, where the, the assistance is because a lot of it is uh, you being allowed to take your own money out of some place. Uh, of course, yes, there is some added uh, benefits, but I think the biggest uh, highlight as far as the property sector is concerned is that uh, six month moratorium that they have given everybody regardless of your position or your financial status. Uh, you know, last year when the, when the first lockdown came upon us and it was worse than this because at that time we didn't even know how to uh, work from home, you know, Zoom meetings were were, were something brand new. And uh, we didn't have that fri- that kind of infrastructure or mindset. We're more ready now. We're more prepared now. But at that time, I was convinced that the only thing that saved blood in the water, so to speak, with NPLs and property loans not being paid back was that moratorium that allowed uh people especially those who were either in the b40 or even who, those who are in the t20 and who are highly geared and highly leveraged the ability to survive on much less money because a big chunk of your monthly commitments were put on hold for a while and i think that saved us and this time i believe the moratorium for the next six months will again save us. It's good because otherwise I believe there's going to be a lot of NPLs and a lot of properties being auctioned off at much lower prices. But what about the terms and conditions? I think some of the worry people have now is on the terms and conditions that will be imposed by the banks. There's also a conversation on the interest rates that accrue. Might that affect things as well, especially when it comes to people paying their property loans? I think it's just a lesser of two evils. You can't have it all. Yes, I think the banks are the banks are not taking a haircut. They're, they're going to get what they're due. It's just that instead of getting it today, they get it tomorrow. But you know what? I think it's better than you demanding it today and not getting it and therefore having to bankrupt some poor guy. Do you think six months is just the right spot or is it maybe a bit too many? Maybe it could be a, could have been brought down to three months or actually we need a longer one like nine months or perhaps even the option given to 
the person that's taking up the moratorium? It's very hard to actually determine what is right and what is wrong. Because I, I'm I'm actually not even sure why we have this lockdown, uh, this blanket lockdown anyway, uh, and, and indefinite lockdowns. These are all things that are not going to lend confidence to the, the business community. These are things that are not going to give any credibility to, to, to the government or any sense of stability where business is concerned. Because if I know, uh, or if I don't know, when I can open my office and when I can conduct my next uh, batch of business, how will I plan for the future? So if you hand me a moratorium for six months, I'll take it. If you hand it to me for nine months, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take whatever I can because I'm struggling now with my nose just slightly above water. Uh, And the responsible person would be able to think that if businesses come back, if, if the market comes back, then I will just repay what I have to pay. Mm, okay. Well, then what would you have liked to see more in the Pumule package that specifically addresses the property sector, maybe from the commercial aspects or from a residential aspects? Well, I, I don't think there's anything they can do to uh, promote the property sector with handouts like this. I think a more base uh, uh, plan needs to be put in action. And that base plan is very simply this. The market has to be opened. People have to be allowed to go back. People have to be allowed to do business. Shops need to be open. The laundromat, the hair, the hair salon, the, the electrical shop, they need to be allowed to open. Uh, you need to allow people to open, uh, follow strict SOPs. That's fine. I, yes, I agree. There are some industries that absolutely cannot open for now, uh, those high-risk ones. Uh, but everybody else should be allowed to open. And that's that. the wheel of economy need to be allowed to be spinning. The wheel has stopped now. We need to kickstart it, let it start spinning, and then I think the market the, the market will take care of itself, like what it did last year. When after the lockdown, when everything looked so dead and gloomy, the moment we opened the market back again, uh, the economy started picking up. You see, the economy uh, is like a big wheel that is spinning. You know, it, it's it, and we are all little hamsters in it. We got to just keep running so that that wheel will spin. And uh, and my opinion is there is a lot of pent up demand now. Uh, people haven't been able to spend. People haven't been able to travel. People haven't been able to, to you know. There's no reason to spend money. I think once the market, the that that big wheel starts spinning, this pent up demand will be released. And uh, as far as properties are concerned, we are on uh, uh, the low right now. We are at you know just about as low as it's ever going to get. So the smart and astute investor will now actually be readying himself to start his next investment round already. Let's take a step back and look at how the wheel has been like for the past six months. Generally, how has the property sector fared in the first six months of 2021? Well, yeah. So the second half of last year, we we made some gains uh, into the earlier losses. And uh, all indications was that this year we would probably see a little bit better growth. My own projection for 2021 was that it's going to be a bit of an L-shaped economy, which means not U, not V, but L, straight line, uh, with a slight upward tick. 
which means if you compare 2021 to 2020, 2020, you will find that we did slightly better in 2021. But I think that that's no more true. Uh, I, I do not think we can we will be able to see again um, the, the, the number of cases and the lockdowns and the MCOs and the closure of all the shops and everything is just too much. The market will not be able to absorb this. So go, look, going forward, the best I can hope for for the whole of 2021 is perhaps similar or a slight improvement to 2020, but not much at all. Uh, in okay. fact, maybe, maybe you know, may, we might be taking a little bit of a step back. We have to be realistic, you know, we have to call a spade a spade. And if we're not, if it's not doing well, then we have to uh, highlight it. But I'll tell you what the silver lining is on all this. A lot of this uh, slowdown and this effect are on the, the, the residential market. The residential market is very quiet. Of course, you know, office space, office leasing is very quiet. Uh, people are not taking up extra space. They're thinking of shrinking. They've learned how to work from home. So maybe, you know, instead of needing 100,000 square feet, they might only now need 70,000 square feet. So they're thinking of how to give away 30,000 square feet. The hotels aren't doing really well. Retail malls are struggling a bit, but the investments and capital market has been it's, has been fairly abuzz. Uh, there has been interest in 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 properties. There has been interest in land. Developers are getting ready to do land banking again to ride the next wave, uh, and there has been interest in in um, in yield accretive commercial and industrial buildings. The industrial market is doing really great. The warehousing market is doing great guns. Uh, so that's a, that's a very stable, steady market. And uh, there has been some attempts at repurposing some of these older office buildings to alternative uses. Of course, previously, the only available alternative use was to convert an office building into a, a budget or a business class hotel. But now, that's not really doing very well either. So people have started uh, looking at other alternatives as well. Look at the hotel market. Of course, you hear about so many of these hotels closing and, and shutting their doors. But at the same time, I, we know of investors and, and, and corporate companies that have been buying, uh, that have made a bid to purchase buildings that can be repurposed into a hotel. Uh, so what they would do is use this downtime of the next one or two years to rebuild, to refurbish and get ready for a launch in 2022 or maybe 2023 when the market is better and COVID is all gone. We're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. PFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to the Property Show on the Morning Run. I'm Sim Boon and with me today is Siva Shankar, the Chief Executive Officer of Rahim & Co's Real Estate Agency, um, we're doing a mid-year check-in. Uh, we've been discussing how the past six months has been for the property sector. Siva was giving his views on the recently announced Pumuli package and kind of like broadly touching on how the property segment has fared. Um, I want to focus a bit now on residentials. You mentioned earlier that the effect has been quite bad on the residential side of things. Maybe you could probably expand a bit on that. Like how exactly has it been doing not so good? Okay, the residential sector, of course, is um, you know very very um, 
overbuilt and there is a huge overhang and it's i think uh it's more than 50 over thousand units which are classified as overhang and uh, and this is 50000 units is only because we've got a certain definition for that classification of overhang and if we change that definition these figures may arbitrarily go up or go down so assuming if there's 50 over 1000 square feet uh, sorry 50 over 1000 units that are available the market doesn't have the ability to absorb those 50000 units not in the next 1 2 3 years so yes so for the short term that overhang is going to remain that oversupply is going to remain and as long and and developers are still continuing to build yes uh, in the last one or two years, they've taken a cue from the market and slowed down their building, slowed down their launches, which is good. But still, nevertheless, there are still new properties being launched. There are new, still new developments being launched. And uh, these will, I think, add on a little bit to the overhang. And that overhang, in my opinion, will, will, will grow somewhat still before it is able to be mocked up over the next uh, medium to long term. Uh, so if that happens, then what's going to happen is the developer is going to be now competing with the, uh, with the end user. Uh, the guy who bought a property on speculation or bought it on investment, who now either wants to sell because that was his original intention or because his business somewhere has failed because of the COVID situation and he has no choice but to sell. Now, that competition is going to drive prices downwards. In, in, an, in, a, in a perfect market, uh, that's healthy competition and it's all a situation of supply and demand. Except if you are the one who bought the property at a high price and today are selling it at a lower price and have lost one or 200,000 uh, in the process. And for the average Malaysian, I think if you lose 100,000, or 200,000, you will never be able to recoup for the rest of your life. So that's the danger. So do you feel like the prices are bottoming out now for residentials? Yes, I think residential prices have already come down a little bit last year. And uh, I've seen a little bit more downward pressure this year. I, I believe for some sectors of the residential market, uh, service departments, the Soho's, the Sovos, those that are really oversupplied, I think the downward pressure will continue towards the second half of 2021. And at what point do you only see an uptick or is this some kind of, is this, is this a medium to long term trend that we can expect for the prices to stay that way? Some of these things are going to be the medium to long term, but the downward pressure on prices may ease off uh, when COVID is um, deemed not a threat anymore and the market opens up and uh, everybody just goes about their business. There's you know, a, a sizable portion of the population has been vaccinated and we have somewhat some herd immunity. I think then the confidence will return to the market. The feel good factor about the whole thing will drive the market forward and that that feel-good factor will make the market move upwards very strongly, hard and strong. And I think the downward pressure on these sectors of the residential market may stop. But it'll be a while before prices started going 
up again. Looking at commercial properties, we know that uh, rental is a big factor. I mean, are we still expecting negative rental revision territory? As in office space? Yes, yes, yeah, office spaces. Yeah. I think I think negative rental reversions are, are going to be the norm for a little while. Look, we're hovering about 70 plus percent occupancy, which means there's close to 20-25% of vacancies in office buildings and more, even more supply coming into the market. Millions of square feet expected to come in this year, next year and the year after. Competing for an already shrinking market. To me, this this whole thing, you know, is, is just setting ourselves up for a perfect storm. So most landlords would recognize this, but sadly, when the tenant approaches you for a rental reduction, you better give it to him. If not, he's going to just go and you're going to lose the tenant. What about the industrial segment? How has that been? Uh, Well, uh, among all the sectors in the real estate industry, uh, the industrial sector is the only sector that has enjoyed some stability in the last year or so. Uh, And with other sectors, the office sector, the residential sector, the retail sector going downwards, uh, the industrial sector has now become the darling of the market. And a lot of uh, attention is focused on them. Previously, they used to be the not so sexy sector, but now they've become a bit more sexy. And uh, they have enjoyed very good take-up rates, they have enjoyed great occupancies, and they've enjoyed uh, good, strong, steady capital values. We've also been reading news on the this other side of the commercial, which is back, back to retail and malls, you know, tenants, job losses. How are you gauging the survivability of the retail sector from a perspective of property angle? I think that is one sector where there is definitely going to be blood in the water. Definitely. Um, I I cannot see how um, a shop can survive if you can't sell anything, but you have your rents and your workers' salaries and all the other expenses to continue. You know, last year when they shut it down, uh, a lot of the retail mall owners, I think, gave rebates, discounts, rent-free moratoriums to their tenants. From what I hear this year, uh, there's not so much of that because I think they also, the mall owners also have come to the end of their chain already. They, they also don't know what to do now. They, they can't afford to give these out. So which means that you're going to be forced to pay your full rent even though your shop is closed. And now, worse still, you're being told it is closed indefinitely. At least previously, you were told two weeks and then another two weeks and then another two weeks. Now, it's come to a point where you're being told it indefinitely until this criteria, this criteria and this criteria are met. So when will that be? July, August, September, October? I think that uncertainty is, uh, is going to cause a lot of havoc in the marketplace. So, so, yeah, so what's this havoc? What's this perfect storm? I mean, are we talking about closures of retail spaces? Are we talking about um, property crisis in the brew? What's the yeah, worst case so scenario here? It's a bit of both. If you have all these retail malls which are closed and no human beings inside, uh, and so therefore the first thing that will happen is uh, as a tenant, I won't pay rent. Uh, well, I will, I will, I will lay off all my staff first. I'll give everybody a, a, a haircut. I'll lay them off, 
and then after a while i i will stop paying rent and then i will i will come to a situation where i will say to the landlord you do what you must lah i just can't pay you anymore and then the landlord will now have cash flow issues and he will have borrowings so that's going to be affected so it's a vicious cycle it's one thing is going to lead to the next going to lead to the next going to lead to the next so if you tell me i'm going to lock you down for 2 weeks i will grit my teeth and bear it and find a way to ride the storm but if you tell me that i'm going to lock you down indefinitely i cannot tell you when you can open then i believe many people will throw in the towel so what's the solution here a couple of weeks back or earlier this week earlier this month um, we've been shown the national recovery plan you know there's a target to return to normal by year end so now no matter how we frame it there seems to be a target now year end things back to normal getting there a bit unclear does this paint a realistic picture on your end you know does it does it help lift any sentiments up for the property segment no in my opinion um the the recovery plan uh, i think how the market has reacted to it truthfully is or oh, they're just words uh we will wait and see whether it all comes through because everything rests on the vaccination right now we've got one thing to save us and one thing only because we've already made it abundantly clear that everything else has more or less failed and that one thing that's going to save us is the vaccination and and it's not just us but the rest of the world also has shown that the vaccination is the only way out um uh, it is the silver bullet it's not the be all and end all of everything but it is a major portion of what is going to save us and 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 many of the other countries in, around the world has already shown us that no matter how you do no matter how you lock it down the covid cases somehow still appear so what to do vaccinate 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 and the more people get vaccinated the quicker confidence will return to the market but what about initiatives like the HOC campaign and maybe some rental rebates and all these other initiatives that was launched do they work yes those things would definitely work i mean you see it's but it's like a bandaid over a wound right uh what we need to do is we need to stop falling down so that more more wounds do not appear so then we can heal the wounds that are already there but if we if if you fall down you cut yourself you put a bandage on it and you run again and you could you're going to fall down again right we need to stop the falling and that we can only do if we let allow the wheel of the economy to spin again very good insights thank you very much that's all the time we have for today's property show that was siva shankar the chief executive officer of rahim and co's real estate agency i'm simwi boon signing off for the morning run we have the 10 am news bulletin coming up next followed by enterprise bfm 89.9 the property show on bfm 89.9 the business station Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.